the Lord be with you. May your life be interesting. That is said to be an old curse, wishing on someone an interesting life. Well, we're certainly living in interesting times, aren't we? Times that we don't always understand. Times that we don't always know what's happening, that we don't always know what to do. May your life be interesting. For the next few moments, with Bible in hand, I want to reflect on navigating interesting times. I'm pondering today Psalm 37. That is a Psalm of David. And then it might well be one of David's last Psalms because David says that he's writing it as an old man. As in verse 25, David says, I have been young and now am old, and I have not seen the righteous forsaken. Psalm 37 is the words of a man who has lived much and done much, the words of a man who has sinned greatly and been greatly forgiven, and in all the ups and downs of David's interesting life. He's not been soured, but he, he has been quieted and stilled in his confidence before God as, as David has learned to see God in everything in his interesting life. And so David says, he says, you know, take it from me. I've seen a few years. I've fought some battles. But, but in verse 24, David says that the steps of a man are made firm by God. That's David's voice of experience. And then, and then David adds this. He says, though we stumble, we shall not fall headlong, for the Lord holds us by the hand. I like to think that David is writing Psalm 37 for his grandchildren, and I say that because he, he writes this psalm as an acrostic poem. That is, every other line of the psalm begins with a successive letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And they would oftentimes do this in order to make something easier to memorize. And, and so I like to think that David is writing these words of experience for his grandchildren so that they could memorize and live by these words. Now, we don't have time to look at all of this psalm, but let me just show you a few verses that are towards the beginning of Psalm 37, and the rest of the psalm illustrate and support what David is saying in these verses. And so I'm looking at Psalm 37, verses 3 through 7. The voice of experience, the voice of an interesting life, as, as David has learned to say, trust in the Lord and do good. So you will live in the land and enjoy security. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him and he will act. He will make your vindication shine like the light and the justice of your cause like the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Now, I see here that there are several verbs, that there are several things here for you and me to do, and I've underlined them here in my Bible. David says, trust in the Lord, take delight in the Lord, Commit your way to the Lord. Be still before the Lord. Wait patiently for him. 
Now, it's, it, it's verse 5 that I want to focus on here, where David says, Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act. David Livingston was a great missionary doctor and explorer of Africa. Perhaps you know that phrase, Dr. Livingston, I presume. Well, those were the words uh, said by Henry Stanley, who was a reporter for the New York Herald, upon finding David Livingston, who had not been seen in six years as he was ever taking the gospel deeper and deeper into the unexplored areas of Africa. And David Livingston said that he recited verse 5. He recited it five times a day. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act. Livingston said that verse 5 sustained him, guided him, for the many years of his interesting life in Africa. Now, Hebrew is a, it's a very concrete language that uses a lot of word pictures. And here the Hebrew word galal, translated as commit, that's Galal, G-A-L-A-L. It, it means literally to roll or to roll away. Galal is used in Genesis 29, verse 10, of Jacob who rolled away the stone from the mouth of the well. It is used in Joshua chapter 5, verse 9, where after the Israelites have entered the promised land, it says that the Lord rolled away the reproach of their years in Egypt. So well, what David is saying to us here, David is saying to roll your way, roll your life, roll your destiny onto the Lord. I love the word picture here. It, it, it's the rolling of what might be a heavy burden that you're carrying today. Rolling it from off your shoulders onto God so that God can bear it, God can carry it. Your future, your destiny, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's way too big to handle, so roll it onto God. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will act. And I just have to thank the David David Livingston recited this verse five times a day because at least five times a day he needed to roll unto God his burdens, his fears, his discouragement. It's something that we need to do today and to keep on doing, to, to roll it unto God. I mean, it's bigger than you and me. We, we, we can't fully handle it, and so we, we roll it unto God now. There's another place uh, that this Hebrew word galal is used, and, and it's used by David's son, Solomon. I like that. Solomon uses this word in the book of Proverbs, chapter 16, verse 3, where, where he says, commit your work or roll your work onto the Lord, and your plans will be established. So don't make your plans for the future without God, without rolling your work, rolling your way, rolling your endeavors on to him. David is telling us that we don't have to understand everything that is happening. We, we don't have to understand where it is all leading us, but, 
but we can seize the opportunity to embrace the coming days with faith and confidence as we roll our way unto God. I am Tim Smith, a fellow traveler. Thank you for listening. Until next time.